Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Welcome to Ask Amy from What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Solving your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. This week's question comes from Facebook. A listener says, When my seven-year-old gets upset, he refuses to talk to us, even to describe the event that led to his reaction. He seems to prefer to process things internally, and so his immediate reaction is to shut down and say, I don't want to talk about it. My spouse and I have both made a strong and conscious effort to validate his feelings and to be open and available for the times he does want to talk, but more often than not, my son just prefers to bury the experience and move on without talking about it. And move on sometimes means him concluding that after one bad experience, experience, an activity is horrible and he will never try it again. So therapy is probably a direction we are heading in, or do you think we should start with the school social worker? Some kids, like some adults, are more emotionally expressive than others. And from what I can tell from your question, that your kid processes internally, especially at his age, is not necessarily a bad thing. It's a little unclear because you also don't say what kinds of things he's upset about that you're talking about. And maybe you honestly don't know. But I mean that like picked last for the game at recess is one kind of disappointment. It's very different from I just heard my classmate's parent was seriously injured and that's freaking me out. So it depends on what these events are. Are if you know that your son has gone through some truly hard things that he refuses to unpack, then yes, I think a therapist is always required. If that's not what's going on, it really depends on the uh, the intensity of the precipitating events, the frequency, and how often you see these reactions. If your kid is spending half his time at home in tears, but he doesn't want to talk about it, whatever it is, then you do need to encourage opening up. Then you do need to lean into this because he's obviously expressing unhappiness, frustration, anger all the time. I mean, that's another thing. If he's taking it out on his siblings, if he's lashing out, you know, pulling the pet's tail, what are clearly inappropriate expressions of bottled up emotion, then yes, that is something that has to be dealt with. But a seven-year-old is really often not ready to express emotions verbally. Their ability to express themselves might be frustrated by their own vocabulary and their own perspective, and they might not need to express emotions in the way that we do. There are other things that your child can do. They can draw a picture showing how they feel. They can play songs that indicate how sad they feel. I think the most important thing, and sounds like you're doing this already, give him the opportunity to open up. But even less than that, even 
less than like, hey, bud, do you want to talk about it? Want to sit on the couch and have some cocoa? Is simply to model and talk about the things that you and your spouse do to move past disappointment and hurt feelings for yourself. Talk about them in his presence. Don't always draw a direct line from that to what you're asking him to do, if you feel me. Just let him hear you say at dinner time, like, oh my gosh, my boss really yelled during a meeting today. And I just like, it just kind of ruined my whole day. So I came home and I did a couple of minutes of a meditation on my app. And I just, I feel a lot better. Therapy might be warranted at some point, but this really seems developmentally appropriate to me. Unless, like I said, you know that the precipitating event is something serious enough to really warrant attention. Now let's talk about the move on part where you say your kid has one bad experience at rec soccer. For example, comes home, I don't want to talk about it, but he's not going to do it again. This is also very common and developmentally appropriate. There's often a little anger involved. There's often some refusal of what's not easy or comfortable. I'm thinking of the time I took a hot yoga class and left halfway through and never went back to hot yoga because it was just not for me. I think that's kind of fine. But if there's actual fear involved, actual panic at the notion of going back to soccer, there's tantrums or bedwetting or sort of concerning acting out, that could be a sign of anxiety that your child needs help with. It's Again, a little hard to tell from what you wrote, but a kid who gets easily frustrated and then rejects a thing that he's frustrated by, yes, that's something you need to work on with that child. I don't think that's something you need to be deeply concerned about. So overall, model naming your emotions and talking about them in his presence without forcing him to do the same, without saying, see, this is exactly like what you were going through. This is mostly a watch and wait situation, I think. Your child may well become an adult who doesn't always want to talk about what's bothering him, but if that's an overall happy, functioning adult, that sounds an awful lot like a lot of people I know. Keep an eye on it, but try not to get too concerned. Send us your parenting questions and we might answer yours next. Email us questions at whatfreshhealthpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And this is our new podcast, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. What happens when your creative spark just seems to disappear? Gone. Poof. Bye. See ya. What happens when life gets in the way of your creativity instead of nourishing it? That's what happened to Molly and me. We felt like the thing that drove us creatively stopped working and impending doom had in fact impended. Totally. So we decided to do something about it. And that was steal ideas about getting unstuck from the most creative people we can find. We talk to guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. And we're not just talking Bob Ross type paint on paper artists here, though we talk to them too. We're talking to actors, creative directors, dancers, and people who are working hard to be their best creative selves in a world that can sometimes feel real uncreative. We all have something to teach each other, so let's steal their ideas together. Join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Pandemics, school calendars, world events, lack of sleep, oh, get out of their life gunk. And let's get back to your best creative self. Subscribe to Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. You're not going to want to miss an episode.
on Sticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Guilt Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.